Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sasquatches for 25 years. Pardon my American global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence control. Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. Yo, what is happening? Everyone? It is what it is. Greg, everybody. we got a guest, Greg. Greg is our guest. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm the guest for today. Uh, guys, it was the holidays. It was Christmas. We had a uh, a ravage snowstorm, and I'm talking apocalypse. Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Yeah. yeah, it was like if you ever seen 2012, that movie, a lot like that. Yeah, uh, so I'm calling from my house. Yeah, Greg's at his house. He's in the, the den that he dressed up just for you guys. Uh, I saw yep. his wreath. <laughs> saw yep. his wreath. His book. This, this is actually from Nazarene. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> from ancient times. You decorated nicely. I like the sticks. A lot of sticks. A lot of wood. Yep. See, <laughs> I'm ready for my fire. Well, that's what I was getting into. Is that um, you know we have a snowstorm. Uh, it's kind of fizzling out at this point, but it's been a rough couple of days. It's been a lot of snow, right? And yeah, you know, Greg's little car. I don't know if it's going to make it or not. So you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> zoom in. <laughs> I can actually say that you have the little car now. Uh, it's yeah. always been me. I've always been the guy with the little car. Well, you still have the little car. I still have it. I just don't utilize it <laughs> anymore. But regardless, I, I have a crazy hill, and we didn't want to take any chances. So we're just going to Zoom. We're going to hang out, try to get some an episode out, right? Just have some fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a holiday week, man. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I posted a picture of some of the snow to our Telegram, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's just a dusting. Uh, <laughs> that is not a lot of snow. So mm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey. It is for us. Okay. I mean, we got a good amount up here. I, I mean, for sure. I think Chris. Yeah, I got about six, eight inches. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, giggity. I got dick deep snow. Dick deep. <laughs> dick deep. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I like how you, you consider that average, but hey, all right. <laughs> uh, I like how that feels. <laughs> no, I measured it myself. It, it, you know, it's like, it, yeah, sure. We don't get snow <laughs> as much as other people, but I mean, to be fair, those places that get more snow, they also have services that help them out more, okay? Because uh, they don't do shit around this joint. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You might get a plow every other day or, you know, every two, three days. Yeah. So, Dude, so that's that's what I was going to say is that, so our road is steep as fuck. Yeah. I, I parked at the bottom, but our, our road every year is just gets like super snowy, super icy, and we just have to wait it out. Yeah. But this year we went out, so some neighbors and I, went out with some just flat blades and we just bing, 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 breaking the ice got it all good some wait wait some flat blades well like shovels okay <laughs> Where, what are we i thought is this 1820 <laughs> yeah, yeah like we got some flat blades for a second i thought him and a bunch of people just went out with some flat screwdrivers and <laughs> yeah. we're just like greg's chiseling like some fucking <laughs> yeah. criminal back in the day <laughs> 
I reckon I ain't got no reason to chisel no ice with my flat blade. <laughs> Your hill's pretty steep, though, man. I mean, I can see an yeah. avalanche for sure. But yeah, we we broke up the ice. We got it all good, and then we uh, put some um, salt down. The ice or salt? Yeah, just salt, man. And then um, yeah, it's it's actually pretty clear. But just the rest of the town is. I drove around a little bit yesterday, and it's fucking slick, dude. So at least yeah. my car was. Yeah, I've had two incidents now. Uh, Jill's parents' house. No one drove up there. Apparently, no one left or drove, and it was just all powder. It's a steep hill. Yeah. And I started sliding a little bit towards the top, and she went like that, and I fucking let off the gas, and then it was game over at that point. I was like, fuck, dude. And I just started sliding down to a fucking gully, and uh, I was like eight inches, you know, what's it, dick length from uh, going into somebody's property. We got it. It was fine. We had to shovel and get a clear pass so I can get on the side street, but it was fine. It's just... And then our street up here was ice. I'm talking thick-ass ice last night, and there was cars fucking all over the place dude one's in a yard there's two in bushes and i was about you know a foot from another car so well that was the problem at our house too like because i drove to idaho sunday the whole trip there and back on sunday and then we got back around 11 30 at night and it was like there's five six inches probably and but it was all powder nothing had frozen yet yeah so we got up just fine and then it froze that morning and it was frozen all day Monday, and it was frozen this morning. So yeah, when we I like, talked to you, it was still... We couldn't fucking go anywhere. My dad's car wasn't going to go anywhere, and he was sketched out by yeah. the road itself because they... People were driving up and down the night on Sunday and, like, packed everything down. So then all that packed snow just turned to a fucking half-inch thick layer yeah. of ice. Well, that's the problem is they fucking plow. And this is what I'm yeah. saying. This is where those other places, like Colorado, and people, people actually get snow on a regular basis. Yeah. They lay shit down. You know what I'm saying? Like, they plow, and then they also lay salt down, or they'll do sand or something, yeah. you know. And yeah. here, it's like they plowed, and it was great for a couple hours, but then it freezes up like a fucking rock, you know, because it's 19 degrees or 17 degrees at night. You know what I mean? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you got this two-inch thick ice that you can... Like, I fell on my ass, bro. I almost fell down the whole hill. <laughs> I was carrying a fucking... Oh. I got a new espresso machine. Uh, my wife wanted to get one. So I got uh. the machine. My car stuck, and I fucking just eat shit, and I'm sliding, <laughs> throw the machine. You know, my wife's like, dude, you're too old for this shit. You know, I'm just like, I'm too fat. Well, they didn't even plow my road until about 1 o'clock today. See, it's nuts. It's fucking... I don't want to hear dusting. You know what I'm saying? Whoever said that, fuck. Uh, so, so, Dave... <laughs> You said that like uh, cars were in the yards and all over the place. Was Nancy looking through any of them? Or was uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know where that. I think she's well, she's dead or she's in prison. Uh, the thing yeah. is, is like she she burnt the house down. Remember, she got out. Apparently, she got out either on bail or they. Of course, the you know local system oh, yeah. will just let her go. And then she had that high speed chase. Remember that shit where in Kelso she was oh yeah running from the cops. She had a, gu- a stolen car with a gun in the glove box, and they had the SWAT. And now I don't know where she's at. I, I hope she's dead. Uh, I, I know that sounds terrible, but those kind of humans don't need to exist. <laughs> Merry well, Christmas, listen, everybody. Listen, uh, you know, here's my deal. I think she has a daughter. I remember looking her up on Facebook. And like, I think she has a daughter. So I feel bad. I feel bad for uh, the children of people that are like this. But she's really like, there's no saving her. A worthless human being. There's no saving her. And, and at, at a certain point, you just got to be like, you know, you either lock up, put her in a mental institute. She's crazy. Fucking crazy. Sorry. You know, some people yeah. are not worth the time or the taxpayer's money, I should say. But no, she wasn't up there. She should be. I bet she's tried. Maybe. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, that, that was the first thing that crossed my mind. I was like, oh, shit, that's like fair game for Nancy, dude. That's- dude, this guy <laughs> fucked up this chick's yard, though. Dude, he went up the hill and fucking slid into the yard. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was coming down the hill. See, I was fine. I was driving around town at, you know, the, my uh, father-in-law's house was a different story. Because that was like fresh powder. But here, I've been driving around, no issue. And I was coming down, totally fine. You know, just four-wheel drive. And then I had to stop. Because I saw this truck that was taking up the entire fucking road and he was back and forth and he was in the yard and he dug a fucking three foot fucking hole from his truck in this chick's yard. I feel bad for her, but whatever. And so I couldn't go anywhere and I just sat there and sat there and then I eventually started sliding because I just was sitting there, you know, like kind of slowly moving back and forth and it just, it went. So I I just say, fuck that guy for ruining my (laughs) night. You know, it is what it is, though. But, you know, it's my wife didn't go to work. We just hung around. She did a lot of stuff today, like getting Christmas shit down, you know, yeah. and it's well, that, that's yeah, pretty much what we've been doing all this time, too. Um, but how was Christmas? Yeah, that's the thing is like what you guys don't understand listening is like I haven't seen Chris or Greg since our last episode, I think, actually, which was yeah. whenever before but, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Christmas was good. I, I was catching up with Chris. Uh just talking about the kids. We all have kids, obviously. And I think our kids enjoyed it. They got way too much shit, you know, and go figure. But um, it was good, man. It was pretty low key. You know, we went to her parents the Christmas Eve and had a blast with her brothers and stuff. And then on Christmas Day, it was just us. My brother came up for about 20 minutes, you yeah. know, did some presents. And then it was just us. So it was it was nice, you know. Right on, man. What about your kids? Good? Yeah, they uh, same shit, man. Too many toys. Like, yeah. you know, my wife, she's like a hoarder of toys. <laughs> yeah. So we just have too many fucking toys and not enough room for yeah. any of them. But yeah, it was good. We just uh, went up to parents, you know, had a chill uh, time up there. And then we came back to our place and had dinner with a family. And I got into some pretty deep topics with the in-laws. Yeah. You're saying your, your brother-in-law, right? Yeah. Like brother-in-law, his wife, and then, um, his wife's, his brother, well, his wife's sister. Yeah. And big Ron. And we were all kind of just getting into, um, some like existential topics, you know what I mean? And that's what I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about tonight and just see what, where this conversation goes, because I thought that it was, it was a fascinating conversation and, you know, between the mix of everybody's ideas, you know, like on their input. Well, yeah. I mean, cause, uh, to be fair, my brother-in-law and, his wife, they're more left leaning, but I, they're definitely not Democrat. They're more like, it's more of a libertarian liberal, you know what I mean? That kind of vibe. Like an old school liberal vibe. Yeah. And so it's, it's good. And they're intelligent. So it's fun to talk to them and get that point of view. It's just like when you were talking to Jordan, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if Jordan voted for Trump. So I'm pretty sure I'm not saying like he's like left (laughs) or right, but I'm just saying, Coming from a, a different area, it's nice to get in those conversations. You know what I mean? Well, we, I mean, we've had Big Ron on the show. In fact, we just had his episode up that we kind of put up just as a kind of replacement episode for the fact that we couldn't get together. Um, yeah. We all know where Big Ron stands, and he's always entertaining to talk to. Uh, little Ron, right? We haven't yeah. talked a lot about him, but he's like, we have, there's not a lot of things I got to be on for my thing. There's a little Ron? Well, Big Ron and then his boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there you go. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of that. The stuff that he thinks. I, I, I'll be honest with you. He's a good yeah. dude. He is an intelligent person. I, I don't agree. Like we just we don't fall on the same side. 
but he is a good person to have a conversation with because you'll get, he's not just going to dump spew out shit that has no relevance at all. Like he at least comes from, comes from a place where he's like, this is why I think this way. And you can, and then you can debate legitimately going forward. Yeah. And it it honestly makes sense because um, you know, in the left right paradigm, not that this is the conversation that we had or what, you know, he represents, but I'm just saying that there's an argument on both sides. There's a reason why there's so many people who vote Democrat. There's a reason why so many people vote Republican there's a reason why people believe certain things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and there's intelligent people on both sides. So it's just finding that middle ground of like, okay, wh- why do people believe this? Why do I believe this? What do we, you know, what does all this mean? But what was um, the main topic about that you guys had though? I mean, what was the, so essentially it came down to like an existential conversation of, do you believe human beings are good or capable of being good? Or is it all just fucked now? Like, is is everything just bad? Do we have no hope for humanity? Or is there a hope for humanity? And, or is it, you know, where do you guys see the the bottom line? And, and I kind of explained my side of like, I, I think that humanity is easily exploitable. I think that you got sheep in life, right? Just to dumb it down in layman's terms, you got sheep who kind of just will follow in line and then do whatever they're told. But bigger than that, there's just, um, I think people get exploited by the mainstream media. I think they get exploited by their their politicians, by Hollywood, by everybody, right? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they could start out to be good and be misled and then commit heinous acts not saying that they don't deserve it and it's their fault because it is. Did you just say her anus acts? I was. I think, he, to, I think he did say her anus. Anus acts. Her anus acts. I love that yeah. word. That's that's the her anus. <laughs> my, my I just I heard her anus. I just heard it and I was like, okay, we're on that one, all right? This is it's a fiery topic. Okay, it's <laughs> mm, good one. We've had a lot of uh, espresso and Mexican food. Okay. So what? Okay, so when you're talking about uh, humanity, ultimately, like, is it savable? Are we, can we be good? You know, can you save humanity? Like, where did that come from? Was there a topic that, that led into that? Like, why did that even come up? So here's the deal. Okay. It all started with the pineal gland. Okay. Oh boy. (laughs) Well, that's not shocking with a big run. Yeah. So we, uh, we were talking about, uh, so here's the deal. So brother-in-law's wife's sister is pretty down to earth. She likes the, uh, I would say old school hippie, but like the liberal, like the good kind, you know what I mean? Okay. She likes clean earth. She likes, uh, anti-war. I don't want to speak for her, you know what I mean? But just from the topics that I've, you know, talked to her about, like, so I have my, my Berkey water filter. I love that thing. I swear by, it. you know, if, the, if they're looking for sponsors, Hey, come our way, baby. I was going to say, but, we're uh, not sponsored by them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. Have you ran some but, snow through that thing yet? No. What about piss? No. Dude, I'm just going to say, like, my dog peed on some snow. I could put my dog piss snow in there. and yeah. See how it tastes? Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's hey, yellow. I mean, that might get you a uh, sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just do that as a side. Do that as, like, an Instagram video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, what this thing can filter out and be like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, I can't even taste the shit. <laughs> 
But you were yeah. explaining that her sister is kind of like old school liberal hippie because when you said she's kind of hippie-ish, I, I don't I don't mean that in a derogatory term either. I got family who I consider very hippie, but there's a difference between like the modern hippie and the the yeah. hippie that you remember from like the Vietnam War, where they were anti-war, anti-vax, yeah. my body, my choice, like legitimate, like they, you know. Yeah. And that's what you were saying that she more falls in that line of like, hey, you know, the earth, we should have small footprint. We should take care yeah. of the earth. And and also very open to um, the cosmos and just psychological um, capabilities sure. and our, our ability to communicate telepathically. Mm. And that's that's where this this whole like kind of went, dude. It, it went all over the place and it was fucking an awesome conversation. And so basically got her a glass of water of Berkey and uh, it, we just started talking about, you know, this is like fluoride free, got blah, blah, blah. And then she, and we started just having a conversation about fluoride and, you know, oh yeah, supposedly that's what causes your pineal gland to get all calcified and all this stuff. And then big Ron put in his two cents. And I was like, I don't know if you can really do much to kind of avoid that. Right. Like, it's just going to get calcified with all this shit. You know, it's in our water. It's in our toothpaste. It's in everything. And then she came over and was just like, well, actually, you know what I mean? And then we just started having these conversations about things you could do to kind of decalcify your pineal gland. And then uh, and then it led into a conversation about um, the like communicating telepathically. Mm. And, you know, that, you know, that like response where you're thinking about somebody and then all of a sudden they call you. Yeah. It's that kind of thing where mm. you could, you could do that and you can train you guys. Cause it's a, it's a person to person level. Like it's a personal level. You can't just do it with some random hillbilly, but you can do it with people that you know. And that's like a mother's intuition. You know, when you hear that, like something's going on with my son, I need to get a hold of him. That's that type of thing where mothers can feel that something bad happened to their child. Yeah. So, and she was saying like, you can, you can kind of train your brain to, to like, I could sit in a room with big Ron and I could just be like, okay, um, guess the number that I'm thinking. And then like, we could stare into each other's eyes. I can whip my dick out and then uh, <laughs> things will get real weird. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, I got uh, an impression I, of big Ron I want to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five. That's what he would do. Yeah. No, he'd be like, uh, put your dick away. Uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do this anymore. Uh, I, I think that that's, yeah, man. I think that you, we are capable of more for sure. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, it's like when you have a superpower, and there's these methods that like, you know, I like comic books, obviously, and every character has like their kryptonite, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, this yeah. is what kind of dumbs down the powers. And it's, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. If you were to know that humans have this tech, this capability better yet, that we could do these things and you didn't want us to be able to do that. The government so or the fluoride is like our kryptonite. Sure. It, I mean, it's a piece of it. It's a, it's a, one of those situations where uh i'm just saying possibilities here chris yeah. honestly but it's one of those things that if they all knew that we we're capable of more and they didn't want us to have that much power the elite the secret societies would come up with ideas saying you know we could sell this fluoride as like hey this will keep your teeth in better shape and blah 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 
all while dumbing down the one thing they need us to be dumbed down with is yeah. mind control. I mean, how how powerful would it be to be able to communicate with you, Greg, at your house right now without having a phone? Why would you need a phone? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. Why would you need a text message? Why would you need to do anything? Yeah, you'd just be like, come over, Greg. I'm ready. You know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, but, like, when you, when you go to the store and you forget, like, your grocery list, your wife could just be like, eggs, milk, <laughs> bread. Well, it's like <laughs> zombie shit, yeah. 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 No, but, it's... It's one of those things where I think there is kind of reason, and you know, this is all hearsay because we don't know. I mean, obviously, right? But that there would be a reason to clamp all that down, and that's to make money. Because mm-hmm. cellular services, you take away all these cell towers, which now look at what they're doing with these cell towers. You have 5G, and we still don't know. And we talked about 5G, we don't, yeah. we don't know, we don't yeah. know what it's capable of doing. and I know somebody sent us an article, I think on Instagram, that was talking about how 5G can actually uh, start up coronaviruses or something like this. Like, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's, I, I watched that video. Yeah. You know I don't know I mean? how much, I don't know how much I believe that they can actually make viruses. I know. I think, I think uh, the, the signals they put out could possibly make people sick, like yeah. have an effect on them, but I don't necessarily believe they can make viruses well the one thing i will say i watched this video the other day which is is this on topic a little bit but there was a a group of people um the cdc had like a a conference thing that they were doing like with a audience you know and there was a small clip that i thought was interesting where he was talking about technology that they have for medications and where he had said maybe you've seen this already but he was saying uh the dude that was asking the question said how do you get somebody to take medication when you're not around them all the time? Like, how do you force somebody to take a medication that they may need or we need them to take and know that they actually took it? And the guy's like, you know, well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, the technology that we have right now, we put a chip inside of the pills in its own capsule. When you digest the capsule, it goes into your stomach. The chip is exposed. And once it's exposed, we get a signal saying that the chip has now been put into that, like it's now in the stomach, which means that the person took the pill. Yeah. And they actually, he basically said like, it allows us to make sure that people take the things that they have to take, which is scary as fuck. I mean, you could be at home popping down a pill, you know, some people cheek it. You see in the movies, they put mm-hmm. it in the cheek and Under save it tongue. for later so they can crush it up and snort it. Well, they would yeah. go, <laughs> Mr. Thomas has it in his cheek. It never, the actual, chip never got exposed to stomach acids right or any of that stuff that we would be alarmed with and that's scary as fuck but if they can do that why why can't you send a 5g wave you know that allows it to trigger that particular chip in you that's what people are saying Mm. you have a chip in you that you have an on and off switch there's a light switch that is 5g that turns on what's in you that starts the process whatever that process is so that's where people are coming with it, that, you know, people getting sick because of 5G. And they're yeah. implanting shit in us. Well, and then, I mean, to go just in line with that topic, you see the new chip. It's coming out, I think, in Sweden or something, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I don't remember the, yeah, but I think so. You just have this chip that they're saying, oh, it can prevent coronaviruses and all this stuff. And Well, no, yeah. I, I think the, the one they're doing is like a... Uh, 
a, a medical thing to prove your vaccination statuses. Like it's, it's your medical information, not, it doesn't prevent you from anything. It just, they can like scan it or look at it or whatever and say, oh yeah, you have this. Okay. You're okay to go in a restaurant now. That's right. So it yeah. updates automatically. So instead of a card that you have to go in and get replaced because you got your 15th booster. Now it just automatically updates in your fucking arm. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you're, 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 you get your shot and a fucking little scanner that tells you, okay, it wouldn't you got surprise your me if it would be able to read like your, your insides and be able to tell whether or not you actually have it or not. Why would anybody want to do that? I, I, I I'm like, I don't understand why you want people to have easier access to your personal information. You wouldn't do that with a credit. I mean, they are, we've seen where they're putting the credit card stuff in there, but being able to scan it and just get up your credit card information, your social security number. Why would you want somebody to have that information? You know, you hide that shit from people. Well, yeah. And then, um, I don't know if you guys watched the video that I sent you earlier today, but it was based off of the Tesla. What the hell was it called? Oh yeah, I did. I did. Te- is like Tesla morphosis or something. Tesla is something. Yeah, dude, this shit's crazy. Um, nanotubes assemble tesla phoresis yeah so i high power tesla coiled power and it's nanoparticles and it's all just magnetism it's actually graphene and you know they just they put the bundle of lead down on a plate it's all just a micro version you know just a bunch of crumbs they flip a switch and turn on the tesla coil and this shit starts growing like a fucking spider, dude. It all it lines looked, up in a fucking row. Dude. It looked like the face hugger. That's fucking Big Hero 6, bro. Oh, yeah. You remember that shit? You ever watch that movie, Greg? Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. That's the exact match. fucking things he made. He's got the fucking headset on, and he can tell these fucking little nano chips to create nanobots. the building. Nanobots. That's what call them. Create buildings, create bridges. You can create a structure immediately. You can have a walkway that leads you up. You're controlling particles. Yeah. Fucking suggestive fucking videos, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> it's everywhere. No, they have that all throughout Hollywood. There's a bunch of videos. I just watched another YouTube about it. And it's like the black goo, like venom. Oh, um, yeah. You have, even in the Matrix. I watched the fourth Matrix, by the way. Did not you? Impressed. Was it good? Yeah, not, not very impressive. Oh. I heard that. I heard it. I heard it. Just okay. I heard it was just okay. The acting sucks. Dude, I went, dude. we went and watched Spider Man and I fucking shit myself how good that fucking thing was. Unbelievable, yeah. dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you're kind of a biased opinion. Nah, it was <laughs> as far as Marvel, like as far as that goes, it was up there. It was up there mm-hmm. with one of the better ones for sure. It was well done. It's disappointing that uh, Matrix wasn't good. Hmm. Well, I mean, the black ooze stuff, like the, the nanoparticles, is that's what made me think about this. And you would need some sort of I mean, that's a Tesla powered Tesla phoresis, right? But is that why people are saying that 5G can activate this shit? Because people are saying that this nanoparticle, this graphene stuff is in the vaccine, or at least some of the vials that they've identified it in, right? And I'm not saying that that's true or if it's false, but I'm just saying that's a story out there. And then if you can use this 5G technology to activate it and direct those nanoparticles to go places where you want them to go in somebody's body, then you can control where that thing would go. I don't know what they would want to do with it, though, you know? See, for me, it's not the technology. Maybe it's to literally take over your bones and they can physically control you. Sure. Like Wolverine? 
<laughs> it's not, maybe. It, dude, it's not the uh, technology that bothers me. I, I think, like, we'd be foolish. Like, there's, you know, if you if you believe in aliens and you believe that these their aliens are out there and they're millions of years ahead of us, right? And they are these superior beings with superior technology and they have all these these things that we don't have. Why would you want to stint the human growth into eventually getting to the point where we have technology that's insane, right? Like you want that. I think most people are like, I want to have the best medical technology. Like you live longer, be healthier. So the idea that like they could create something that they could put into your body, like take away secret societies and the weirdness and right. Just t- strictly at, at plateau level here. You can put something in your body that can correct issues as they happen, right? You could put a chip in there, a nanobot in there, and you, you get like a, a, a tear in your esophagus and it's and it automatically detects that and fixes the tear without having to go to the hospital without major surgery. That kind of stuff would be amazing in a hundred years. That would be like unbelievable. But the problem is, is there's an elite society and kind of these weirdos running the show that you don't trust that they're going to do the right thing. That's the, that's the initial problem. Yeah. And that, that is kind of where the conversation led is, do you believe that humanity can be good once again or is it all just fucked you know what i mean or is everybody just bad and so what's your take well so i think it's uh you know like the yin yang where you have a little bit of dark in the light and you have a little bit of light in the dark you can't have one without the other like you can't get rid of evil evil will always exist but you have to squash it down and you have to overwhelm it with good. And how do you do that? You do that through societal values. You do that through a morality structure. You do that through education, learning, growth, and community. That's my take, but I think the yin yang thing that you brought up is a good point, but that's not about overtaking. It's about balance. So with, with the good balances out the bad. You know, you have bad times. That's the black and the yang or whatever. Which one? Are, I don't even know which one it is. Yang or yang. Who oh, how racist of you, Dave? You're racist. Cheech, Chong. Which one is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> but the point is, is like you have to have both. And they kind of just, they, you know, bad thing happens, but great things come of it. You know, bad things happen. Great things come like that kind of like back and forth. You're not like the idea of living in a utopia where we're all just fucking uh, living in like a Truman show. Hey there, neighbor. How you doing? Oh my gosh, my yeah. wife's ninety-five years old and perfectly healthy. Like, it's not ha- that's not going to happen. It never will happen. Utopia is not going to happen. So the idea is like you got to be understanding that with freedom comes terrible things sometimes. But you can outweigh like nine eleven. However you want to think about it, bad shit happened, but great things came of it. People showed their real colors. You had people helping each other. You know, you had uh, patriotism back, and th- like good things came out of it. You know, it just was bad. It was terrible. Well, yeah, and I think that that was something that um, we all agreed on is that a utopia, humans cannot thrive in a utopia because the first thing that they'll do is try to destroy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll get bored. Yeah. And that's that's like a conversation. I mean, many of philosophers and yeah. psychologists have had that conversation is that if you have a too perfect of society, people will get bored and they will they will look for chaos. Well, I think, I, I think the the human being is inherently good. Mm-hmm. You you don't find a, a kid or a child that 
a newborn or whatever that's just an evil fucking newborn. That doesn't happen. Their, their mind is corrupted over time. Well, they're not and capable th- at that age. They're inherently good. They Are only they? know good. They only look for good. They only understand. That's all they understand. Is but see, here's, here was their argument, though. It's like, not really, though. Because mm-hmm. children, when you observe your children and they encounter another child, they're often selfish. They're like, that's my toy. I, that's, he took the thing from me. That's mine. And, and he hit me and I'm going to, I'm going to go fuck him up. Uh, at least, no, my kids don't say that. But uh, <laughs> you got some aggro kids, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, no like, I see. I, I think that's part of the, the mind corruption part of it. Cause you're, you're corrupted by materials. You're, you're given this thing and told this is yours. And so when somebody takes it from you, your automatic thought is, hey, they shouldn't be taking it from me. I'd like to take a different approach with it. I think kids are incapable of being evil. That's the that's the thing. I'm not saying they're not evil at birth. You know, I, they're you just not there's capable. Some evil kids at birth. I think I think if you look at where evil comes from, to be honest, in my opinion, as an adult, it's a lot of genetics. I think it's a lot of who your parents were, what kind of people they were, what kind of people your grandparents were. You know, there's aggressive human beings and they're aggressive because they have aggressive parents and their parents. It's a, That's not genetics, though. Th- there's genetics to it. You can be a more violent person. You can look around and see beta. Right. And alpha and that. And sure, some yes. of it's nurture nature kind of. Vibe, yeah, That's a mentality thing. But there are weak people and that is genetic. When you see those, you know, there's people who are built to beat people up and fight in wars. And there's people who are built to be skinny as fuck with a 10 inch dong bro you know what i'm saying like there's one or the other (laughs) but no i'm saying it's like a a baby there's no way even if that brain was just fucking rotten to the core bro they don't have the capability to do anything evil other than just lay there and be cute yeah you know but then you 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 know i'm not saying one way or the other it's bottom line is is i don't know that people are inherently good or bad i think they're well-intentioned is the best way to put it People are well-intentioned in general. I I think human beings from the start are inherently good and they're influenced to be something else. But but at the same time, like you were saying, we have to have bad. It has to be there. Otherwise we don't know what good is. Well, it's what Greg was saying. Uh, Not only only does it have to be there, it will be there whether we want it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Utopia wouldn't work. And we had this discussion a couple episodes ago, if not the last episode where we were on, we're saying like, you know, if we get to a point where fear is not a part of your life anymore, what do you have to live for? Like, what is there to be like, to give you motivation to try something new? Like everything's just handed. Everything's easy. That's why, you know, that was the statement like weak times create weak men or hard times create whatever. Yeah. I, I'm fucking totally butchering it. But we're in a point right now where America good times create weak men, hard times create strong ones. Something like that. Yeah. The point is, is in America, for example, we've been in a, in a situation where the economy's been pretty good over the course of 20 years. We haven't had a lot of major wars like you know, we have some, but it's been easy. Things are good in America, right? And that's where you were saying, Greg, people look for chaos. This The time that everything's like as good as it could possibly be, people want to start fighting about minuscule things like BLM. Yeah. Trans bathrooms. Yes. Trans bathrooms. There Gender you go. identities. Pets on planes, <laughs> dumb shit that people are triggered over because they're not 
most people in, in a hard society would be like, I don't give a fuck about the dog, dude. Like my house is made of fucking dirt. That's what I care about. That That's like a real thing. You know what Literally, I'm saying? Literally, if it rains, my house goes away. Yeah. It is a flood. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, well, we're just, we're have some dead alpaca carcasses. Uh. Yeah. We're pampered. We're pampered. So we have to have fear because it gives us motivation to, to strive. Right. It also, it's, we need it for human life. Like when you, when you're okay. kind of scared, like when you're going down the hill in a slide, you're sliding and you get that little rush of like, oh, am I going to go over the cliff here? Am I going to fuck it? Like what, you know, like that's part of life. Why would you want to ignore that? That's a, it gives you like, when you, when you beat it, you're like, man, it felt great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's a good thing. Well, not only that, but fear is how you grow. It's how you understand more about your life, how you're vulnerable, how you can um, conquer your vulnerabilities. Yeah. So if you are afraid of something and you don't know why and you never head on with it, you never uh, face it, you'll never mm. know exactly why you're afraid of it. I was just watching a movie on Netflix, finished it today. I watched it the other day, but it's called like the forgotten battle or something like that. It's like a, it's a foreign film. So it's got a little, uh, English dub over on it. You know, it's kind of hard. In the Can't beginning. do it. it. This wasn't as bad. I'll, I'll give it that much, but it was a very like graphic, movie? really well done war movie, world war two. And today I was finishing the movie and there was a scene where this guy was, the main character was going through battle and, and there's people getting fucking just brutalized everywhere around him. And I remember thinking, I'm like, about general veterans and people that have been in the trenches seeing shit like this. Like there are people that have seen horrific shit like this, right? They're like, imagine what their fear tolerance is. Like now they've been out of war, you know, like they've seen the most, they've been more afraid than any other person on this earth. Hands down. Like that has to be the legitimate scariest shit ever. And it's not just like a, you're falling off a cliff. So there's 10 seconds of fear. This is like fear for days or weeks or whatever. After that, like everything has to seem easy. Yeah. Like wouldn't it like, wouldn't yeah. everything like you would just be like, this isn't as bad as watching my head, my friend's head get blown off at war. Like this is not that scary. You know what I mean? Like wouldn't that, isn't that beneficial to an extent that you've experienced something that scary and made it through it? Well, there's a lot of trauma that comes with that too. And Absolutely. You I mean, that's not going away. So it's, it's, you know, how can you adjust and deal with that trauma in your everyday life as a civilian? And yeah, I guess, um, but it's, uh, I don't think anybody should witness their friend's head getting blown off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that by the way, I'm, that's not what I'm asking, but doesn't that give you something like being put in that situation? Doesn't that give you a, um, a look on life that you wouldn't get just sitting at your mom's house playing games. You know, I'm not saying it's a good look, but just a a respect for life that you don't have. Like that fear gives you a respect for life, you know, different perspective. Remember we talked about people not witnessing death, not being around death. Like America is really like removed from the whole process of, of a loved one dying. Right. Whereas other countries, they're fucking dancing with the body and shit. And, it's completely different. They're not afraid of it. They're not afraid of a dead body. And like, I'm not saying I want anybody to experience their head friends, head getting blown off. Yeah. I'm just saying like, when you get put into a situation where you're witnessing these things happen, you do have more respect for how fragile life is. And you don't get that by being a Starbucks worker. Who's angry that, you know, your 89 Honda doesn't work today. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a different like thing. Yeah. 
Well, and I think it gives you more respect of the good times mm-hmm. and like how hard it is to actually, well, not hard, but how infrequent the good times actually are. Because when you're living life, I mean, you know, it, it, life comes at you hard, bro. You know what I mean? Like you got nature working against you. So you got to build a home. You got to wear clothes. You got to, you know, join society. You got to do all this shit. You got to worry about all this fucking material stuff. Like Chris was saying, you got to worry about your job. You got to worry about, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? You're worrying and worrying and worrying. And then something good will happen and you'll finally notice it. And you'll say, Whoa, that was fucking awesome. Like it, it could be something stupid. Like your kid could say something funny that cracks you up. You know what I mean? And it, I think it's the appreciation of the good that and and finding it knowing what is a good time and and recognizing that in the moment Mm. because everybody seems to notice when things are hard Mm -hmm. and go god damn this fucking sucks like this is shitty but no one realizes when things are good it goes wow this is fucking an awesome time i am like so glad this moment is happening right now it's like that with anything though right more i don't know i mean i I I think it is I, i think like with parenting you know, like you could look at my parents were divorced at a young age and, you know, my dad was the, I don't want to say he was the worst. That's a terrible way to get, he was the least responsible parent of the two mm. did stupid shit. Uh, didn't, I mean, I think there was periods of time where he was addicted to, to shit and didn't, didn't care as much as my mom did. My mom carried the entire time, right? She was the one raised us. But at the same time, you always look at, I look at my mom and I'm like, Ah, she was so mean. Like she was fucking blah. And then, you know, you get, you see your dad and you'd be like, you know, yeah, I fucking hugging on him. Like, oh, you know, and that has to be upsetting because for her, it's like, I'm raising you. And of course, because I'm raising you, you're the one that's going to be mad at me the most. Yeah. And he gets to kind of just walk in and be a good guy for a couple of days and then, and then leave. You know what I'm saying? So you have this kind of weird thing, but you don't appreciate what's right in front of you, which is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a weird example, I know, but you have this great mom who's done all this shit for you and you're not appreciating it because you're only looking at like, well, she nags, yeah. you know, she makes me clean my room, like that kind of shit. Whereas dad, who's was a pile of shit, you're like, I fucking, he's fucking awesome. Well, and that, and he let us drink for the first time. We fucking drank at his bed. Like, he's awesome. Like, that's, that's not awesome. You just, you had a minute of, of where you appreciated something you did, but you weren't looking at the bigger picture. Well, that goes back to the whole conversation about good and bad in the world. I think obvious negativity is just easier in general than being positive is. Because, mm-hmm. like we said, I, I feel like it, the negativity seeps in there a lot faster, absorbs more than the positive stuff. Was. So you have to actually look for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't take the time to do that or are well, incapable well, think of about, doing Think that. about your year. You can remember if you look back and even five years ago, if I was to say, Greg, what was the worst thing that happened in high school to you? Like you could probably think of a situation in those four years of your life. That was like, that was the worst thing that's happened to me. But if you were to ask somebody, what was the best thing that happened to you? It, it would be much harder to remember the positive. So like this past year, what was the best thing that happened to you? Yeah, you, you could come up with some, sure. But you could easily say the worst thing that happened to you because it's, it's just, you feel it more. When it happens, it's out of the norm, you know, because life is generally good. Let's be honest. But when it's bad, you know, it's bad. It feels bad. It's like shit in your pants. You know, yeah. it's there. You got to get rid of it. You know what I mean? But farting's fine. 
You can't tell me all the times you <laughs> farted. You don't remember that because it just happens. It's not a bad thing. It just happens. But pooping. Yeah. Well, Greg, you know that. It's fucking rough. Well, pooping's awesome. Well, but... Not in your pants. Yeah. Well, so I think that, um, yeah, it's the grass is always greener. That kind of mentality. I think that's what you were trying to say. And, and that kind of goes hand in hand. What I'm trying to say, too, is like people don't recognize when they're in green grass. You know what I mean? Like you're in the green grass now. Quit looking at that green grass over there because it might not be better. It might just be the same. And you might be having the time of your life right now and you don't realize it. Yeah. And well, that goes back to the whole phrase when people refer to the good old days, they don't realize how good the days were until they already gone. Yeah. And it's a, it is a perspective thing. And I don't know, I've just, I've been trying to do a lot more like when you wake up in the morning and you just have like your legs work, like you actually have a functioning body. You have something that, I mean, your kids are healthy knock on wood, thank God, you know, but I'm just saying like that kind of shit, trying to wake up and just realizing that and then go from there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, no, you're hundred percent right. So that kind of stuff, I think that it's easy to negate and easy to kind of forget and just move on and think about the troublesome stuff, the shit that you got to do. And I got this to do, I got this to do instead of appreciate what you already have. And that is the, what you were saying, Dave, is this, you know, like when your dad came in, you know, it, it's like you, you have your mom kind of seeing you, you know, a hug on your dad. And then you're thinking, oh, my dad's probably better because I, he, he lets me do things and go drink and stuff. And, but then it's like in the bigger picture, you're realizing, oh, the, it wasn't, it was kind of a mirage at the time. It was kind of a quick it was, it was how you felt in the moment because you were kind of naive in that moment. Yeah. I also think it has a lot to do with, you know, uh, a conversation I did have with my mom the other day where you may have a bad hand dealt to you, but you don't appreciate the positive in the bad. So I'm mean, obviously with her MS, it's been rough the past couple of weeks, you know, as a, as a friends of mine, you guys have known if the past couple of months has been kind of rough in general. You know, so the progression obviously is a lot worse than it has been. And there's a lot more flare ups. And she has made statements that I don't want to hear. Nobody would want their parents to say about rather not being here. You know, this is not like I hate my life. Like that kind of shit is really like, damn, you know, because in my head, like death, I'm like, I don't want to fucking die. Like there's no way nothing could happen. That would be like, I'd rather die. I can't get myself in that mentality. You know what I mean? Where I, I, I want to be here. I want to see my kids. And so to have somebody say that, it's like, man, what kind of place are you in that that is what you would rather deal with is nothing, you know, nothingness. And so, but at the same time, like I was trying to talk to her and I'm like, you know, my wife, her parents knew somebody that uh, amazing family. I don't know them well, but they know amazing family. They were tra- driving to the airport to go to Disneyland with the kids and shit. Got in a car wreck just a couple of years ago. Wife completely paralyzed. You know, healthy, amazing family from all aspects. And now she's fully paralyzed and her life is never going to be the same. Right. You have to be able to find positive. And I was telling my mom, I'm like, you know what? You could be completely paralyzed. You know, you could have zero function, like couldn't even move your hands. You know what I'm saying? Like you do have movement and I know it's tough, but you are at least here to see your grandkids. You know what I'm saying? You get to be around them. 
they still love you. They don't understand everything that's going on, but you, you have things that a lot of people don't get, you know? So it's hard to get somebody to get into that state of mind where they're understanding like the, the green grass that they do have. Even if you got the bald patch over here, the rest of the yard's fucking beautiful. It's hard when you're in that kind of a depressive state of mind, but I think depression is a, it's, it's a huge problem in this country. And I think that's why we have so much like, uh, remember Daria from MTV, just that, Oh God, fuck stupid. Like that depressed fucking teen vibe. Like that's, I hate seeing that shit. Yeah. You know, cause they're always as positive. Always. Well, in that depression is a market all in its own. I it mean, is. You look at pharmaceuticals that treat depression and not only that, but psychiatrists and, and psychiatrics just in general. And we've seen what they can do. Mm-hmm. You can hypnotize. You can fucking, if you switch somebody's meds, Look at Alex Jones' wife. Did you hear about him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I overheard him talking about what happened with that. Is like his wife got arrested on Christmas Eve for abusing, I think, Alex Jones. Domestic violence. And it was because she switched medications. And, I mean, if you do that in a child, yeah, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, I think depression is a, a purpose. There is a, a market for it. And so that's why you see these people that kind of, I mean, how many school shooters have gone to psychologists? And if this, the warning signs were all over the fucking wall and nothing has been done about it. Yeah, but that's also the big problem is sugarcoating so many things. You know, I think we aren't allowed to tell people what their problems are because it would it would offend them. You're not yeah. allowed to tell that morbidly obese teenager that they're fat fucks because not that you'd say it like that, but that they're dangerously overweight because that would be fat shaming. You know, that yeah. that's where we've gone to and you're creating a monster by, by allowing them to just feel like they're everything's fine because they're not fine. You know what I mean? You can't be morbidly obese and, and be a teenager and be fine. Like, you know, that you can't fucking be active. You see the people around you who are not morbidly obese. And I don't care what anybody says. Your head is not going to be the same. You know what I mean? You're always going to have a grudge. You're always going to be pissed off that you're not capable. Oh, yeah. And you can lie and be like, I'm beautiful. I fucking love my, you know, and eating the chicken. Like you could lie to yourself and say that you're happy as fuck, but you're not, you know? And so why we, why do we lie to people about that? You know? I think it just, it's a societal problem, obviously. I mean, it comes down to, like we were saying, just weak-minded people and the, the coddling of that. Instead of trying to make them face their problems and issues and fears and all that stuff, as a society, we've grown into this thing where we kind of have to suppress those in order to continue on with our life. Yeah. And we'll take it back it's, full, full it's been detrimental. Let's full circle this thing right now. You can't create utopia. And that's the problem that we're in right now with everything else right now. They're trying to create this society where you don't get your feelings hurt, where everybody's happy. Everybody loves each other no matter what. Yeah. And that creates a liberal mentality, a liberal ideology. It is. I don't care what anybody says it is. You have like they don't want to hurt people. So they lie to people, you know, and I'm not saying it's evil. It's I think it's ill intentioned. You know what I mean? Because they don't understand the damage that they're doing by it. But you can't, you have to be able to be honest with people. I have to be able to, if I'm concerned about you, Chris, for whatever reason, as a friend, Mm -hmm. 
I have to be able to pull you aside and be like, hey, you're not, you haven't been in the right state of mind the past couple weeks, man. What's going on? Like something's wrong. I know something's wrong. What's going on? You have to have to, those, those tough conversations with people and, and make sure that they understand you're there for them. You'll help them get through it. Not just be like, dude, you're fine, bro. Like you're good. Don't worry. Whatever you're thinking, don't worry about it. Like yeah. you're depressed, dude, there's no reason. Come on. You're fine. You're fine. You know, and then you go home and you're fucking miserable. That's yeah. not helping anything. And then that guy goes home and drinks himself to death or shoots himself. Yeah. Which I've had friends do. Yeah. And like the, the, you see that thing, Greg, where they, there was a gal that came on and was talking about, um, it was on one of the talk shows. They were saying like, what was the worst thing over the past year? And this chick, it was like MSNBC or something, but she came out and was just like, I don't know why anybody's not saying this, but our kids has been the worst thing is this past year. Depression rates are through the roof. Suicide rates are through oh, the yeah. roof. Black suicides are through the roof. We're keeping them out of school. We're keeping them away from sports. They're now getting arrested in New York City for eating a Burger King, which is bananas. But you're literally killing kids with just straight depression. And everybody just seems to ignore that. Yeah. That is a huge problem. Depression. And I don't think you can get past depression until you face facts. And and the liberal ideology does not. Well, then it comes down to a problem with people just being honest with themselves. Yeah. Because there's how many people that will will not just somebody telling them they're fine, but they're saying they're fine when they're not, when they know in their brain, there's so many things going on in their head, but then they tell everyone that they're perfectly fine. Yeah. That's, that's a a problem in itself. I think the, the PC culture is all by design, dude. I think it's, let's create these boundaries where if somebody steps over that boundary, it's okay to be offended. And if I'm offended, then I deserve to be offended. And it's just this whole guilt trip. And you're making this uh, mental kind of holier than now. Like I deserve more. You're not giving it to me. I need a higher minimum wage. Okay. Yeah, I'm fat, but you got to treat me with fucking respect. And uh, I work a minimum wage job and uh, you want that burger. You better fucking respect me and be polite. It's this, um, And, you know, don't get me wrong, like giving people that mentality of like, yes, you are capable of doing anything. I think that's great. You should have that and you should take that. But don't just expect people to raise your wage when you're in a minimum wage job. Mm. Go get a better job, like start out and then grow. Well, two things is that you should always respect people until they disrespect you. Right. I mean, I think everybody deserves respect. Like I would never in a million years go up to a person who was overweight, me being chubby myself. And bash them for being overweight. Yeah. Like be like, you're a fat piece of shit. Like that's just not like, that's not respectful. It's not helpful. And it's rude. Right. But But also I don't owe you anything either. I don't need to put you on a magazine cover because you're fat. Yeah, for sure. But now you're seeing, so that's the PC thing, right? You would think that that's politically correct. Like I would come up to somebody and be like, dude, you need to fucking go lose some LBs right now because uh, you're going to have a heart condition or something. But don't you find it odd that now it's acceptable to come up to somebody and say, you're unvaccinated. You need to go get vaccinated right now. And if you have your booster, go get your booster. And that person could be 300, 400 pounds and telling you, you need to go get vaccinated because it's healthy. So it's that, it's that crisscross of what's acceptable, what's not. And you have the, um, the depression, I think that is a big part of it. I think yeah. they want people and the more and more I see of it with the COVID attacking uh, people who tend to be a little bit heavier, 
I feel like this was all on the design to attack people and, you know, attack those who were naturally unhealthy and then get rid of them. Yeah. It's Maybe. like a spirit. You know, that's just the whole. I do think that, like, when you were saying earlier about, you know, being triggered or being offended, I think you have the right to be offended. You know, like, we've always had that right. You've always, like, people yeah. are always going to be upset about something. The problem is always and has been this past couple of years is that not only are you offended, but action needs to be taken. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be like, no, fuck you for saying that. Like, that's being offended and saying fuck off. Now it's fuck you and I'm going to fucking ruin your life. Period. Well, you know, and that's that. where it's we've got to a point where we allow that to happen. People get removed from their jobs. Yeah. They get removed from society. You know, it's cr- that's the part that's I don't care about your feelings. I don't care if you're offended by something I said, but you're going to try to attack me afterwards. Now well, is game on. It seems like the goalposts are shifting on where the offensive line is, too. And I don't know if you guys have heard of the Overton window. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've heard it, but I don't know much about it. It's kind of like uh, in just layman's terms, it's kind of the acceptable window of discussion of what you're allowed to say, what the social norms are. People like that was a big thing with that. They were complaining about Trump is that he's shifting the Overton window where now they can start questioning this and start doing this. And, and patriotic pride is, is is something to be concerned about. We got to we got to be really concerned about this. But it's really just um, what is okay to discuss, what is okay to be offended by, what is okay to just, uh, in, in general, just have as a, a societal norm. And that is what the left is good at, dude. That's what they're doing. Like the, tr- the whole transsexual stuff, we weren't talking about transsexuals 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a big thing. You know what I mean? Like my wife is a teacher. She, uh, she tells me, well, she doesn't tell me about like personal people, but she'll say like, there are students who are like that. So you guys should like, just realize that that happens in schools. And you know, it's, it's, I don't know if it's more common now, but how many transsexuals did we have in our school? Growing transsexuals? Up? Yeah. Zero. Zero. So I'm just saying like, from the time that we were in high school to now it's, the Overton window in that area has shifted to where now these kids can come out and, and you can say what you want about transsexualism, you know, like, I don't care. It would, do you do you, but with kids, it's kind of like, is it, are they all, all there yet? Like, no. have they grown up to make that decision yet? I don't know. Not even close. No. Not close, and right? it's not just, yeah, it's not just that there's, there's a lot of aspects to that discussion. You know, I don't think parents should, be doing rash decisions about cutting genitalia off if the kids aren't even developed. Um, and I don't, like you said, I don't give a shit. If you're 20, 18, 19, 20, and you feel like so what you want to do, fine. Do whatever you want. I'll give you respect if you deserve respect. That's fine. But don't change the law. Don't change the rules to make me have to bend to your need, especially in a need that's uh, minute. Let's put it that way. There's not uh, bazillions of transsexuals running around this country. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really care about any of that stuff. And I don't honestly care about the window, what's acceptable. Like, I don't care if you're offended. You know what I mean? Like, if the window shifts and everybody's offended by a comedic's jokes, you know, that it's just like, you know, Dave Chappelle's triggered a bunch of fucking lesbians. Not too fucking bad. That's too bad. And you know what? 
you have the right to be angry and you also have the right to come out and be like, yeah, fuck Dave Chappelle. Like, this is why he's wrong. That's what a good dialogue is. And he yeah. can say. And then he also has the right to say, well, fuck you. I'm still going to do my fucking joke. Yeah. Or say, dude, I, I this this is why I think this way. It, it, there is always we should have that dialogue. I don't want people to not be offended when they feel they need to be offended. It's always been we need to we need to basically kill Dave Chappelle. That's oh, yeah. where the problem is not not figurative, yeah. like figuratively, not literally. They want to wipe him off the earth in yeah, every aspect. That is the whole argument. I mean, that's why the freedom of speech is our first. It's like the, the most important fucking right, man. Yeah. I mean, we need that to do anything. And when you have this Overton window that I'm talking about, they politicians with an agenda will take advantage of that and make laws. So that way you can't say certain things. Just like Jordan Peterson up in Canada, how yeah. you can't discriminate, whether it's a he or a she, like, that kind of stuff. So they can make laws off of that and you have to abide by them. Well, with laws comes consequences. So, I mean, you, you can make a law and if it's unconstitutional at the end of the day, it may work for a while, it may work for years, it may work for whatever, but it's going to continue. And eventually you're going to get to a situation where you're going to have an explosion because you can't maintain those laws. They're not maintainable because they're not constitutional because it's not natural. You know what I'm saying? Like your natural being looks at a person and instantly fucking says what you think that person is. Yeah. You're not changing that. If it looks like a dude, your brain says it's a fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? If you see yeah. a set of boobies, you may get hard. Why? Because you're a dude and you're like boobs. Initial. I mean, it can be instant, right? You guys can admit yeah. this. Boobs. Hard on. Boom. <laughs> You don't see a fucking pectoral muscle on a male and be like, boom, boner. It doesn't happen. It's not nothing offensive well, to the guy. It just doesn't, you don't work that way, bro. Yeah. yeah. There might be an eight inch snow here real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get it. I'm just saying it, it, like you're messing with natural biology and it, it just the fact that we've and ignored instinct. It, yeah. That it's the, like, and Peterson's always been right about that. Like you can't tell me what I like something that I do instinctually, I can't just change that to fit your need. Like that's not going to happen. So I can respect you. I can be polite to you. And, and you know, if a dude comes up and says, my name's Tina. Okay. I can be like, fine, Tina. Like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like I can do that. That's not an inconvenience for me to call you whatever the fuck you want to be called. But if you're going to tell me I have to always refer to you as him, her fucking he, she, whatever the fuck it is. I'm not going to do that. It's too complicated. I'm not fucking doing it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So, well, so anyway, do you, so you guys think that the good will always prevail or do you think that bad Because right now, I think this, this conversation that I had with the in-laws and with the, you know, the family, it went down this, this uh, kind of conversation is that half of us believe that humanity's lost there's no hope that you got these bad guys that are in charge and no matter what plan, like if you think that the good guys have a plan and the bad guys don't know about it, you're kind of ignorant or you're naive. Like if, if, if there is like this kind of, I don't want to say cosmic war, but if there's this kind of uh, this, like a power struggle, right. It seems like Trump is still trying to fight for this election to be overturned. 
and you have Arizona that the AG has been holding out for months now, right? Where Where's that? And then you have just tweet after tweet of, or not tweet, but these statements after statements from Trump saying like, you know, the election was stolen, all this stuff. And then it seems like he's building up this offense that's going to come in and try to do something. And the majority of people would see that as a good movement versus the cabal or whatever who is in charge right now. And it, the, the, uh, the argument was is that the entrenched cabal is just too deep to, to get rid of. And it's no matter what we do, the bad guys will always have a scenario to take advantage of stuff. And humanity is just going to be bad because it will always be controlled by bad people. So you're saying that conversation you had, it was 50, 50. Um, well, ish, ish. I mean, ish. Yeah. I, I personally think that good always will win. You know, if the, if you want my honest guys, true, think good always wins. I, I, cause I can look at, you can look at history. You could look at uh Nazi Germany and, you know, it's an easy one to go to, but I'm sure that the people that were living in the area that was having this, the most action going on, were thinking that you're never going to beat the evil that's happening right now. You know? So as far as I'm concerned, it's not over till the fat lady sings, man, they're going to do everything they can. And eventually we've been nice. It's been, you understand like that this whole situation with COVID and everything else is happening has been pretty, uh, you know, non-confrontational, right? No. Like there's no war over COVID like, but it could happen. And that might be what is going to happen. Eventually half of this world goes, we're going to have to fucking literally fight to get what we need back. You know what I'm saying? And if that's what happens, it's not shocking. Like the world has yeah. been built on war. So that will happen and the good will win. I'm convinced of that. The good will win. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I think, uh, good ultimately prevails in in almost every case it it definitely is not always pretty in mm-hmm. the way that it happens but i think i think good will prevail regardless yeah yeah that's that was my point is this that you know i think that in the end i think humanity is more good than it is evil you have to have evil it's going to exist no matter what mm-hmm. but it's how do you, how do you control it how do you? Well, yeah, like you were saying earlier, it's it's always going to be a fight to keep that squash down. So why would this be any different? We've just let it get too big, so it now yeah. needs to be squashed. Yeah, that cabal vibe, like that that whole thing, like that's not going to go away. There's always going to be something there, but we've always been able to control it enough to keep society functioning. And it's like a terrorist, or you know, yeah, the fucking uh, Cobra commanders and GI Joes. I just watched that cartoon the other day. They're gonna do shit. They're going to do shit. It's going to be fucking, they're going to, they're going to cause uh, a stir and it's going to get people riled up that the GI Joe is always fucking take them out or remove the situation. And that's the same thing that's going on here. Like they're going to do shit. And unfortunately with what's happening right now, I think that they have more of a, a hold than they've had before, but there's going to come a point where we say enough's enough and we have to bring them back down to their reality, which is hide you away and let you just keep doing your little dumb shit and we'll keep trying to fight it as much as possible but it might be war i don't know but i think at the end of the day it's gonna you know we could have a normal society again where we don't have covid lockdowns sure why not yeah if enough people say they don't want to do it anymore there's nothing that cabal could do you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, and I think the uh, the conversation ended up talking about currency and just the monetary system in general and like how the banks own the world. Because this isn't just a United States issue. This is a world issue. And that's what this COVID struggle is. It's like a worldwide lockdown. And then you have these conversations of, okay, well, if the, the dollar falls in America, then the dollar will fall elsewhere as well. So what is it going to be replaced with? And if you do that overnight, could you take the, the control over? And recently I heard um, Sam Tripoli on Tinfoil podcast, right? He was talking about how back in 2009, when we had the, the bankrupt, we had the, the, you know, the big collapse of the market. Mm-hmm. We had banks that were selling people who couldn't afford these loans. They were mm-hmm. selling them home loans and saying like, look, you could buy this fucking $3 million home. And you can only pay, you know, 500 bucks a month for it, but then it's a balloon. So it just, over time, your, your payments get bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden the homeowner can't afford their payments. So who ends up buying the house? The bank. The bank. Who owns the bank? The call. <laughs> there you go. And so they are. The argument is the cabal is doing that on purpose. So that way they can t- obtain the asset, which is a physical property. It's a physical thing. Create the problem, create the solution. Out of money, Mm -hmm. which is nothing. It's not money though. You're talking about property. So we've purchased it with money, but they're using money to purchase land. Yes. They're, they're using money to, um, they know that people can't pay the payment. So they do that. So that way they can get the land. They eventually get it on the default for, yeah. for cheap for little cost. Yes. Well, for no cost. Cause it's their money in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Or fake money. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point is it's fake money. Like money is fake, but the asset is real. It's land. And so that's what they're doing is they're tricking all of these people. And then at the end they will own everything. They're owning all these assets and whatnot. So you can take the money away, but they're going to have all this land. It's weird, man. Like the whole money thing is so weird. I, I don't want to get into it that deep, but I've said it on this show before. Like there's a part of me. that's just like, I don't understand why you couldn't just say, you know what? From this day forward, whatever you have in your possession is yours. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm not saying a renter if they don't yeah. own the property, but whatever you own is yours. All debt is gone. It's fake fucking money. People yeah. like that piece of paper is nothing anymore. Well, It's, it's not, not even paper anymore. Now it's literally just a number on a fucking screen. Yeah. You but, literally put Dilly and everything goes away. But I'm saying you could do that globally and all debt. Everybody just has what they have, right? It's just they own it outright. And there you go. Start over. There it is. Why not? Why couldn't you? Why couldn't you? Just but, be like, China, we don't owe you shit. You don't owe us shit. Everybody would, you know, why not? Yeah, but do you see why the system was built that way? Yeah. It was It was designed to basically introduce credit and then people will become um, intolerant or they'll become uh, careless with their credit. Well, yeah, it's they'll get it's, into debt. And then when you get into debt and you can't pay it back, the bank will absorb that. And that becomes the cabal's property. It's monetary slavery. But again, the, the, the yeah. system to me is not flawed, Greg. It's like what I was saying earlier. It's not the medication. It's not the fucking new technology that bothers me. It's the people running it. You have yeah. to have that. If I am the guy in my small town who has more money than other people 
and you come up to me and say, dude, I need to borrow 20 bucks and you don't give me my 20 bucks back, I'm going to steal something from your property to get my 20 bucks back. Anybody would do that. They're just going to be like, here's free money. You're, you're going to want your return back. If I'm lending you money, hey, man, are you going to pay me back for those concert tickets? Are you going to do this or whatever it is? You want that yeah. back. That's not a big issue to me. Credit systems, I don't think are terrible. I want to no. know if you are a person who's going to pay back your debts. I'm giving you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. The problem is, is the top end of it. What you're saying, the cabal, the people running it who are buying up these properties. Well, and it's the way that they push people into getting into debt. I mean, look at the student loans. We had this conversation where they beg you to take out a student loan. Yeah. I mean, I, I just went to college again and they were like, are you sure you don't want to take out a loan? You should take out a loan. Every time I talk to the fucking counselor, they're like, I noticed you haven't taken out student loans. You want to take out a student loan? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the, the pressure, it's like a peer pressure type of thing to do it and to open a credit card when you go shopping at like Sears or something. I remember when I worked at fucking Sears, I got paid for every credit card that I opened. Yeah. So they incentivize it all the way up. It's a big pyramid type of thing. Yeah. And I'm not just, you know, they do a do they do a good job of risk analysis of analyzing who is a good candidate or who is a poor candidate to pay their debts. There is that, which is kind of a weird fucking thing in all of itself because that's a predictive analysis, but in the end, it's it's these people and this is what happened in 2009 over the period of 2007 to 2009 yet all these homeowners buying houses that they couldn't afford and then well it's the ultimately comes out of them take like you said in the very beginning they take advantage of people yeah you those people should be smarter and they're not period but if i was to go to my nine-year-old right now and say i'll give you two thousand dollars you can have it right now you can go to the store and buy whatever you want with that money you just have to pay me back over time. It's no big deal. You know what I mean? She would take it without even thinking, bro. And that's the dangle in the credit cards. It's yeah. the dangle in that. Without understanding that, yeah, yeah she took the $2,000, but she's going to owe 3000 at the end. She doesn't understand interest. She has no idea, you know, that you have to pay it every month, regardless of what you're dealing with. It needs to be paid. And that's the majority of society, a lot of society. I mean, we all have debts. Everybody has debts, but it's a yeah. controlled debt. You know what I'm saying? Or are you just rampaging yourself into oblivion? And then you're fucked for life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. How do you win that? How do you get somebody to think of that? The colleges aren't helping at all. And we're just continuing to send our kids to a college that's teaching them fucking dick about life. Our high schools are doing a terrible job about teaching our students about fucking college. Yeah. The whole process is fucked. It's all fucked. And we haven't been good parents. I'm not saying us as a whole, but people have not been good parents. They have always assumed the schools have this children's best interests and they don't and they never have. So let me, uh, let me bring it around back to this. Cause I think this was kind of, this came into my head when Chris said something and it's like, um, when we first started this discussion, we were talking about children and how you were raised to say, that's mine. That's, that's not yours. That's mine. Yeah. So what if we had this cultural change where everything was everybody's not saying that that's, it's going to go to the extent of everything, but Socialism? I'm just saying, no, 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 no. Certain things. So like, I know that there's certain societies. I don't know if it was like native Americans or whatnot, where they would have a communal, a shared thing 
it just it's agreed upon like these things are shared so mm. anybody who wants it oh like the village it. bicycle yeah or something like that oh the hooker <laughs> the village whore. but like with um just in general with schools like restructuring our schools how we do that like i asked um i asked my wife i was like do they incentivize high school kids to get good grades is there any incentive program like if you get an a you'll get this towards, you know, whatever class credit, like it doesn't have to be money. It can be, you know, other credit towards another college class, or it could be a credit towards something. But I'm just saying like, you're, you're in your final stages of high school, right? I mean, let's just say like your senior year, you get an A, you can use that as a credit towards a college or whatever, right? But she's like, no, they don't have any incentive programs for for kids in school. And so I'm just saying, like, maybe that's something. And I know not all parents can afford to do that, but it doesn't have to be money. It can be something like, let's let's go do something together. You, you can go do this with your friends or you can go do this. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like like a normal parent should do when your student brings home an A. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're trying to... The problem that it always will be is that that's not the school's responsibility. No, it's not. It's it's you as a parent. Your your student does well, you treat reward them, them, reward them for that. Exactly. And so that's what I'm saying like as a cultural value type of thing, maybe bringing that back. I don't know how you do that not just like at the school level, but we're trying to do it right now. That, but that's what I'm saying. There's a, a shift, there's been a shift and there's a realization. This is my end for this whole thing. There's a realization now that we cannot not be active with our children and with local politics. Yeah. We've got very lazy over the past couple of decades where we assume, remember what, uh, what's his name? The representative from, well, you know, the machine just works so well that people don't even realize that it's working. Yeah. That's not where we need to be anymore. What we need to do is we need to know who the teachers are in our schools. Your wife teaches, right? Nobody voted her in. She is a teacher that they hired. No one knows her. They don't know her values. They just assume that she's a great teacher. She's going to be good for the students. And she and she is. But we aren't taking part in these things where we are understanding what the schools are doing. We've always been like, ah, PTA meetings, ah, whatever. No. School boards, ah, fucking check that person. I don't fucking care. We need to care. It's not about, you know, doing something crazy. We just need to spend more time focusing on it so that we can kind of check off these things that are problematic before they become super problematic. Yeah, the more you pay attention, the better the outcome will end up. Being. Yeah, if you're keeping up with your if your local community and what your mayor's doing, you can easily spot out what's what's wrong quickly before it festers into, you have Nancy Pelosi who's been in office for fucking 60 years, you know, not literally, but you get my point. So, yeah, yeah we just need to spend more time being parents and doing what parents should be doing, and that's keeping an eye on our kids and also working with them, teaching them life lessons, being better parents, that's uh, it's just parenting one-on-one you know we just the kids nowadays in the past 20 years when we grew up is like play video games fucking read a porn magazine dig a ditch fucking hole for your porn book you know <laughs> like you just kind of did your own thing bro and parents weren't always that active with us you know in general but we need to be more that's that's what it comes down to yeah. that makes the world better yeah yeah and i think that that makes uh, the good overcome the evil and I think that you focus with your family, your society, your community, and it's from the ground up. And that's what we have to do. We're in that stage right now where you're looking in the mirror naked 
and you're like, oh, I'm fat. I got to do something. That's the stage America's in right now. We're looking in the mirror. We're like, wow, we I up. let myself go a little bit more than I wanted to. And I need to get back to eating healthier and getting at the gym. And you can, you can do that. You know that you're a healthy person, Greg. You know that if you just look at yourself and say, like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be fat. You can take small steps and make drastic changes in your life. And that's that's America right now. We need to make start reversing some of the negative shit we've done over the past decades and just take small steps. Be more responsible. Follow what your kids are doing. Pay more attention to politics. Eat healthier. Just be a better person. And all of a sudden, this whole thing will just start dissipating. There's no way to stop it. You know what I mean? You will lose weight if you try. Right? You will. For the most part. You'll lose weight. You'll be healthier if you try. America can yeah. be healthier if we try. That's all I'm saying. Boom. Right on. Boom. <laughs> all right. Anyways. That was a good one. We okay, had to get the so episode is, in, right? Yeah, we're just going to be doing this one, right? And yeah. then we will be doing our Friday episode, hopefully. It's supposed to snow again Thursday, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to play everything by ear, guys. It's unfortunate that we have to do it this way, but we want to get one in, just have fun. Friday's on as of now, but we'll see what happens. And then we still want to do the paranormal shit, right? I think we want to do that Saturday for our, for our lovely Patreons. Oh, and yes. uh, if you're still listening at this point, uh, make sure you guys go check out partmanamerican.com. Patreon, go check that the tiers out. Help support us. We got hats, shirts, tons of cool tiers, tons of extra content, reviews for audio listeners. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you guys. We hope you had a good holiday. Hope you have a good New Year's. That's coming up quick. Hopefully we get together. Greg, hopefully you can make it up so we can have a drink on, uh, yeah. on New Year's. But either way, you guys have a good one. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. And uh, pay attention to your kids more. <laughs> there you go. Later. Right, Cheers, Greg. Raise those glasses. <laughs> Cheers, ease. Have a good right. night, guys. Till next time. Sayonara.